Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Smackdown podcast, May 2nd edition. We got Smackdown live as we head to the door or towards the road to uh, WWE Backlash. I am joined by one Anna Bauert, host of Most Ridiculous. Anna, you got to watch Guardians of the Galaxy before America. I don't understand how that's possible. We never get anything before you guys. But it's yeah, damn good, that. and I would suggest everyone see it if they want their lives to be better. I'm hoping I get to check that out Friday. Shocker, I know. I'm going to go watch a good movie, guys. <laughs> we are also joined by Jeff Hawkins. He is a podcast co-host. He is also award-winning. Hey, Jeff. Hi. Uh, you know, after after you and Alex and the, that whole hog wild thing last night, Anna and I got together and we decided that we're going to be the comedy of this site that you two should just kind of stop. No, no. Cause I like, people to laugh at, I like people to laugh at our comedy and then just, wouldn't, just wouldn't. there's a difference though between laughing with and laughing at. So as long as you Uh-oh. don't mind that difference. No, no, there's not, not in this line of work. You know what? That makes, that makes Sean the perfect comedian slash host because he doesn't <laughs> mind looking foolish. That's, that's the best thing. That's great. Hey, I got to follow the WWE formula as long as they're making noise. I'm doing my job. I'm <laughs> getting an echo from somebody. I think I know who it is. Her name starts with an A. It's with a nub hour. Jeff. I asked so let's you talk, let's talk about SmackDown. We kicked off the show with Jinder Mahal backstage. He was doing some really bad lines like, this is my good side. Yes, get that picture. Come on. He delivers these lines very poorly, but Shane McMahon takes the WWE championship away from him. 
how's Jinder Mahal growing on you, Jeff? He's not, um, to be honest with you. I think he ha- he has a certain presence because he's so tall. But I was <laughs> going to ask you what's what's stiffer, his acting or his or his offense? Because um, it's it's uh, you know it, it's a nice experiment, and and we're still we're still in the experimenting phase. So I haven't given up on this yet, but. But <laughs> he didn't. I mean, he's doing things he's not used to. He and and you have to give some leeway on that. He he hasn't been asked to carry a scene verbally. He's never been asked to carry a match offensively. He's usually been asked to be on the beating end of it. So I'm, I'm giving him a long leash here. But so far, it's not doing a whole lot for me. Um, I like. He has a nice look when he's angry. I think that's the best thing I can say right now. And the fact that he has the Singh brothers as his uh, as his uh, lollipop guild. I mean, he just hovers over those two. My God, it's 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 amazing how how oh, tall yeah. he looks now to me. And I never really noticed it way back when. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. He is mm-hmm. a big dude. We'll talk more about gender and the inside the ring stuff. Anna. As an actress, what do you think of Jinder Mahal's line delivery? Um, it's a little painful. Yeah, <laughs> we can yeah. we can leave it there because I, yeah. I like that. Shane yeah. welcomes Chris Jericho to the ring, who celebrates being on SmackDown. He gets an awesome ovation. I got to say, this crowd kicked ass all night. He if must w- have been. He yeah. He must have been surprised by that crowd. I mean, because like they it. were louder than. I mean, he he was actually taken aback at how vocal they were. This is the type of crowd WWE wants every place they go. They cheered every baby face. They booed every heel. This was the perfect crowd for WWE. AJ Styles comes out, joins him, followed by Kevin Owens. But you know, this is to set up the United States title program. Anna. Uh, we got these three guys involved in the United States title scene. Meanwhile, you got Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton in the world title scene. Now I'll say this for Jinder or Jinder Mahal. Those YouTube ratings that I that I follow so closely, he, he's been doing really good numbers. I'm really interested to see how he does with Sami Zayn in a match. But right now, does the you know does the US title, is that a more important program to you than the world championship that they have going on in SmackDown? Well, it doesn't hurt me to watch it. So, um, yeah, I, I much enjoy it. And I have a feeling the whole YouTube ranking thing with Hardbody is people trying to figure out why he's in the <laughs> position like, he's in. Going, what um, the hell is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm glad that they are doing something with a title on the show. Um, I think it says a lot that they have put so much spotlight on this title so they're they're aware of what they're doing they're aware of how people are reacting so why are you still doing it it's it's a smart use of hedging your bets because you know that aj and kevin owens are going to deliver on a program you don't know if jinder mahal and randy orton will so you you keep that program kind of in the background but the spotlight is on the one that you're sure of it, it's very smart of them i think yeah, sure, I mean, but then why not? Got, I mean, they're hedging their bets by doing this. Yeah. Which it. There was even a tapped out chant for Kevin Owens. Man, you know you got a good crowd for you if they're doing the you tapped out, like teasing him for mm-hmm. that. That was phenomenal. We did get Jinder Mahal against Sami Zayn. 
Jinder Mahal won. Well, before I we leave, I, before before we leave, before we leave the AJ uh, Jericho thing, I did like that they remembered their history. I liked yeah. that they brought up the Y two AJ tag team and that entire angle within that, and they just didn't brush it off like it was uh, like it never happened. Just because they've done a brand split since, I, I really appreciated that as a person who pays attention to a show. They've done that <laughs> a lot more recently. Like they mm-hmm. they've had a lot more consistency, and that I'm really good with. They showed the suspended Baron Corbin's like really good talking smack attack on Sami Zayn. I thought that Sami Zayn was the right kind of opponent for Jinder Mahal. There was a lot of offense from Mahal that I was seeing for the first time because he's never really been in this position mm-hmm. on a big program. Another thing, another bit of consistency is even JBL in between his wham, wham, wham that makes me want to change the channel doesn't make me want to boo Jinder Mahal. It just makes me want to turn off my TV. He portrayed Mahal beating Orton as a miracle. That is consistent with Jinder Mahal's booking over the last several years. He said it would be a miracle if he won. Uh, I also wouldn't mind uh, like a narrative of is he for real or is he just lucky? Is it just these guys? But uh, I'll say this. People out, even outside of WWE who have worked with Jinder before have been putting over his work ethic to me. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, which has never, I don't think has been in question since – he came back. Jeff, I'll ask you this. Every time a baby face goes after a manager on the apron, how do you feel? <laughs> it's as if they don't pay attention to their own product slash sports slash business. I, I re- the stupid baby face syndrome drives me insane. Um, but I want to comment on, on, on your comments. I did like JBL bringing in his own late career surge as a solo yeah. person into the gender story. I, I liked that. The only thing I'm missing here is other than the obvious that we've put together, why do the Singh brothers give a crap about Jinder Mahal? That's what I want to know because, I mean, and it could be as contrived as we want to see our countrymen succeed. I'll take that. But they haven't talked yet, and they haven't said anything, and they've mm-hmm. been out there for three weeks. I, I want to know that. But, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but going back to your question, I'm uh, – Becky Lynch – um has a history of being the dumbest baby face on the roster when it comes to apron distractions and music distractions. I wish people would learn from their mistakes. That's all I ask. Just some evolution. Now the Mahal mm-hmm. JBL thing. I don't like it when people bring that up because Jenner Mahal's 30. First off, he's 30. JBL was like right. 36, 37. Also JBL had been winning matches at least somewhat sure. consistently, maybe, maybe even inconsistently, but he was winning matches. And Can I just applaud def- the effort? <laughs> yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But also, there was a definitive turning point where he abandoned his tag team partner. And yeah. we saw that. There was more logical story. There was more of a build. You're, you're absolutely correct on that. Yeah. I just liked that, as opposed to JBL just spouting out lines and stuff like that, he tried to humanize Jinder's ascent a bit. That was more my point than anything. There was a tornado DDT botch. Uh, Jinder Mahal did not help where he was supposed to. That was a bad one. That could have been bad. That could have been real bad. The Singh brothers get involved. Mahal wins with the Cobra Clutch, clutch Slam. I'm okay with that as a finish. Consistent booking of Mahal so far. He has not won a fight, Anna, without the help of somebody else. And when he doesn't have the help of somebody else, even jumping somebody from behind, for all we know, he gets his ass kicked. So he should. Yeah. 
Well, I have a theory about the Singh brothers. Actually, when he doesn't need them anymore, they just morph back into his deltoids. And so that's the whole <laughs> connection there. Um, it's like nothing against his work ethic. I'm entirely sure that that is the case, but it is exactly that. Why should we give a shit about this guy? He's come out of nowhere. And all of a sudden he has this paint by numbers gimmick, heel gimmick that it just, there's no reason for me to get behind this dude. And it's just, it's frustrating. And uh, I, part of me is concerned every time he throws an elbow, every time he does, because it does look so stiff. And after mm. what happened to Finn, even in this match, I was like, I'm seriously concerned for this guy right now. For Which me, this would have been the week unfair. to, yeah. For me, this would have been the week to give him just a straight squash to prove he can win on his own. And then when he gets to the higher level of competition, you build that story that he can't really do it without help because this is going to be the problem is that absolutely nobody can believe he could beat Randy Orton without distractions or that he can beat anybody without distractions. At least have the little bit of tough guy credibility to go with the build and, and, uh, and, and just the whole six foot four big badass looking package because he does look like a badass guys make sure you leave us a thumbs up on the youtube video as well as subscribe to us itunes stitcher player fm youtube got that show with jimmy van coming tomorrow apparently it's named the list and your boy don't know how i feel about that but i think we're extending it to 90 minutes either this week or next week we got some uh, big information to drop about the Fightful Podcast Network. So, Anna, I'm going to let you uh, lead with this one. The Fashion Files. Well, it was, um, it was one of the greatest gifts to us that we have received in, in a long time. <laughs> it was miraculous. It was a light in, in the dark, darkest of times. If all records from this time period were lost and we became the dark ages again, this would be the one record that would be saved because we want this to be the memento of our time. Did I build that up enough? I think Alex Belowski would be happy with that. Um, they need to keep doing this stuff. And I feel like they, I feel like they are. I feel like this is the direction they're going in. Someone suggested on Twitter that they actually give them a show or a, an ongoing segment, either online or whatever. Anything at this point, they need to run with these guys. They need to. This is this is gold. It's stupid as hell, but it is gold. The end. Jeff, I enjoyed this. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't as much as it could have been, but it was a really short spurt, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they do it again next week. It's it's a nice start, is what it is. It probably should have happened a lot earlier to help build them up. I I don't. The only drawback I have right now is they're doing it in the build for a world tag team title match, as opposed to having given them characterization earlier. But this harkens back to, you know, Fuji Vice. And and skits of that nature, yeah. And I, I love that they used the Law and Order motif. I do. I hope they continue. And, yeah, I hope they I hope they heighten it. I hope the law half of it is Clarence Mason Jr. coming in for a uh, coming in for a cameo. That would be phenomenal to me. I, I but I, I did think the line that they had was they're talking about the Usos. You say that's jaywalking and that's Jimmy walking. So, Brilliant. yeah, it's. 
It seems like it was in reverse. Normally, normally stuff like this would get them over, and then you put them in the yes. title match. But yeah, exactly. Better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I'm not complaining at yes. all. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining about that. It's just the timing is is. Uh, I mean, it, it, when you really want to be building them up as contenders for the tag team title, this would be the time to start giving them those quality wins, so to speak, as opposed to before when you're building up their personality so that people get behind them. To be fair, though, they have been doing this for a while online. So it isn't like it's out of the blue. But I do think that they should be getting matches at this point. But, but everything about like the, the, the board, the board on uh, in the back with the connections to it and the different teams and the comments Vin, on it was Vince's great. mug shot <laughs> up on at the top left. <laughs> that was great. Calling the, the ascension smelly, I thought was pretty. <laughs> the windy apple, my kind of city. <laughs> this they need to. Uh, this is where they can realize their potential because I'd found these guys funny on their own prior and i mean with that kind of gimmick you're not going to get over as a serious i'm I mean, hoping for a good cop bad cop sketch oh I God, really am. great <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> i think yeah i think they can take this pretty far and even if the, even if they're not tag team champions which they probably shouldn't be they can be an entertaining act on this show mm-hmm. i'll be honest i don't care if i ever see him wrestle again i'm cool with this but, but there's a great disservice done. Here's why I don't buy into the storyline. Why I don't buy into the angle. Mickey James was on that show for months, and they didn't once write her damn ticket for the flappy pants. Come on, Playboy. Maybe you're the one. That, maybe you're the one that's wrong. Maybe the flappy pants are I good. I doubt it. What about flappy pants? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. What are you talking about? Flappy pants. Anna, do you have any flappy pants? No. Can you get no. some? Just to drive, just to drive Sean Ross up crazy on the podcast. Just to- if you buy them for me, sure. Um, but I'm not wasting my money yeah, on that. T- like you know, if you walk to the store, the wind resistance will take you like five minutes longer to get there. No, it could also fly. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, have you ever played Super Mario Brothers two, where like the Princess Peach floats? <laughs> That's that's what Mickey James can do. We had Nakamura getting trashed by Dolph Ziggler. Nakamura was not there. It seems like they're just they're promoting the hell out of him wrestling for the first time at Backlash. It's kind of cool. We'll talk about that a little in a little bit. The heels are trying to convince Becky that she should hate Charlotte. Then we move into a Ty Dillinger, Aiden English match. Aiden English sings. Ty Dillinger comes out and squashes him. Ty's got a ring presence that has translated to the main roster, in my opinion, Anna. Yep. I have loved this guy for a very long time, and I'm so happy that he's coming across like this. The updated tiebreaker looked awesome. Um, And I think, I mean, people were shitting on the fact that he was being put in with Aiden English, but I think they both did wonders for each other in this very short match. Um, And Danny Burkholder made a comment about Aiden English on Twitter saying that he's basically like the drifter if he grew up with better parenting, which I thought was pretty apt. More culture. Yeah. 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 Jeff, your thoughts. Um, 
I like that because AJ Styles uses the uh, knee to the back of the head that they gave Ty a new finisher. I think that's that's very smart, and this one looks far more vicious and more actually looks more like a finisher to me, to be honest with you. Um, my, my note was that in in that women's segment backstage, that uh, Tamina was the one with the lightest skin color out of everybody in there, which was amazing <laughs> that they're all brown. Um, smack brown. That was my joke. Um, oh, but yeah. no, I, and I, I liked uh, – I liked the Aiden English freaking out thing. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if they're going, I, I didn't necessarily care for the backstage segment afterwards. And we'll get into that in a moment, but uh, I, I would love for Aiden English to freak out and become phantom of the SmackDown. Do you know what I'd like to see from him? I'd like to see Vicky Guerrero show up and reintroduce the newest member of the wrestling Guerrero family. And I mean, well, Booker, Booker daughter is his manager. Why not? Sure. And Aiden English comes out and he takes his wife's last name. Oh. Like just completely like kind of, you know, take him down that road. Let him be Aiden English hyphen Guerrero. I actually liked seeing someone actually moved by the fact that they lost a wrestling match. That's, yeah. that's a nice thing to see occasionally, even though it turned into a joke later. But. And I sold that so well as well, just looking back from the ramp, like, oh, oh, shit, did I do that? Yeah. I'm cool with them emasculating him in that manner, and then the reason he starts winning matches is because he's so afraid of what his wife might yeah. do to him if he if keeps there's, losing. If, if there's a payoff. If the Guerrero a, legacy. Yeah, there just has to be a payoff to it as opposed to making him sure. look foolish. I think there will be. But yeah, if you have you – have, uh, what was her name? Raquel Diaz was her FCW name or whatever. Yeah. Just have her come <laughs> and be his boss. Like she is, she wears the pants in the family and they ain't flappy. My friends, they're real <laughs> pants. I would love to see that Aiden English hyphen Guerrero. I'm going to push for that. The welcoming committee defeated Naomi and Charlotte. I said that the welcoming committee was a clever name until I heard it 15 times from the announcers. And that's probably not as many as they said it. They attacked Charlotte before the match. There was a cool little spot where Natalia slammed Naomi's face into the stairs. Charlotte came out and made the save. She hobbled. It was weird to see her work as a baby face. What, what in the, the hell, hell is going on? Something fell. It's okay. Let's move on. Did Charlotte just do a run-in in your house? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What's the main goal of the welcoming committee. Well, we got to know now. We got to know what fell. It was a bag. A bag. Yes. It was very anticlimactic. Let's just leave it with like, the welcoming committee the trying to break in. What's Come in on. the bag? <laughs> Let's move on. It's not. It's not interesting. It's a gym bag. Well, it could be interesting. Anyway, yes, thank you. I was rudely interrupted by the gym bag. Uh, Charlotte kind of came. Well, they had like kind of two hot tags. Charlotte running in, then Naomi got a hot tag. Jeff, I saw you mention on Twitter. It is kind of unique to see Charlotte getting like playing babyface in peril in situations yeah. like this. Because as you mentioned, she was getting hot tags in the, the PCB deal. Right. They were doing the kind of, I mean, as far as I recall, and I might be wrong on this, but Chris Zellner and I were talking about this. I, I remember in the PCB tag matches, she was kind of the Roman Reigns when the Shield first debuted. 
they're trying to keep her special and she would make the saves and, and kind of do the hot tag. If I recall correctly, seeing her getting beat up and having to sell it, it, it's a whole new world on SmackDown where we're having Ginger Mahal do offense and we're having Charlotte selling <laughs> as a, as a weakling after getting beat up. Uh, the other thing I noticed Carmella tonight, all night corpsing laughing because there was that one <laughs> weak back that Charlotte had kind of late in the beatdown, and, and Carmella just couldn't help smiling at <laughs> She tried to play it off. And then later when, when she was doing the kick uh, battle with uh, Naomi and Naomi starts doing the, uh, doing the speedball kicks and she's just kind of laughing at the same time. I'm just like, all right, Carmella's having fun. She's a national treasure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love her to death. I, I just, I, I find that whole act great, and I, you know, what I enjoyed kind of this whole story uh, throughout the show. Speaking of Carmella, Anna, she picked up the win. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Okay, people, I made some comment about she can't kick for shit, but she can pierce someone's eardrums. And I had a bunch of people commenting at me like, "Oh, she should go to NXT. She's so shit." I like what she's doing. I like the she's fact improving. that she's improving. Yeah, she is improving. But as she is currently in the position she is in with these girls, that that is what she contributes is it's awesome. acceptable. Yeah, it's she, awesome. she is a she is a perfect lower tier flaky heel who's not very good but is getting better. This is where she's supposed to be. Hey, she's she, she out there having WrestleMania title matches and dropping people on their heads. I mean, she was right. in a WrestleMania title match, but she ain't dropping people on their faces. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and the Ellsworth thing only, only helps. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this post-match. The welcoming committee, as we quickly learned, was their name. There's, there's an alternative name that you wouldn't want, so let's welcoming committee is a safe one. Yeah, sure. Naomi and Charlie get beaten up. Becky Lynch comes out, and this was perfect with this crowd. Like, the crowd wanted Becky Lynch. They were begging for Becky Lynch. They were like, we want Becky. We want Becky. And they, they were booing when she shook each of these hands, and you know what's happening. But they didn't care. And, of course, she got to James Ellsworth because she's – She's basically writing her own angle on Twitter, essentially. <laughs> and she beats up James Ellsworth, and she fought valiantly, but she got beaten down. I, I didn't think the match was particularly great, but the angle worked for that crowd, and really that's all you can ask for. I bought it for a second. I bought the heel turn for did a you? second. I did, because... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is eventually attack them. I only well, buy it when they attack. Well, it, see, because she didn't run down for the save, so and also she kind of took her time on the whole, you know, staring thing. I bought it for a second because the end game of this is probably going to be Charlotte turning on Becky, and I think, I think it'd be much more interesting to see Becky as a heel again because she only had that real short run in NXT uh, when she turned on Bailey. 
but overall, no, I liked the way this went. I, I was expecting a uh, a Bexplex on, on Ellsworth as opposed to a battering ram. I really was. Well, she had four <laughs> people to fend off, so that that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I think Anna, Jeff's basically his prediction that Charlotte's going to turn, reveal her true colors, and it's like, damn it, Becky, you were stupid all along. Then naturally, that's a good way to get you right into that that storyline. But uh, what do you think? Look, I'm just enjoying what this is for now. I I was really concerned that they were going to turn her, given everything that's happened recently, until she got to Ellsworth. And I was like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. They're they're not that, they're not mending that bridge anytime soon. Yeah, that's that's what that's what it was like. Okay, she didn't just leave it with Ellsworth. She, they have to. Yeah. Okay. Now now it's yeah. on. No, and, and and as for the turn, I don't mean immediately. I mean after they've gone through this welcoming yeah, committee no, just, feud, and then I'm really looking the forward to NBC coming together, and I'm I'm petitioning for Ty Dillinger to to be their fourth and. I don't know. I, I like the match tonight. I think Naomi looked great. I think she's gaining confidence since getting that title. And it's, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Did this. Did you call and them NBC? Yes, I called them NBC. They could use it. It makes sense. Does that make it makes sense? Team? No, I'm not. No. Jeff. You, you keep know. wanting to go there, and I'm, I'm going to have to implore you not to. Okay, I won't. For the sake of our friendship, okay. let's just not go there. Okay, I will say, though, right. this did take me back to high school, and I did really want to run in on behalf of Charlotte and Naomi and kick their asses. Uh, but that's just a that's just a old memories coming back. <clears throat> anyway. James Ellsworth has not wrestled on a WWE live event since January 9th. So he is very much just a TV character. I do like the idea of bringing in Ty as the fourth, though, and maybe doing that that mix situation because that would be you, awesome. you tie them together, no pun intended. But, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Ha-ha. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler defeated Sinkara. Sinkara beat the shit out of Dolph Ziggler during this match. I mean, beat the brakes off the dude. Hit like 17 dives. He's wearing a full body suit now. I saw people speculating maybe it's not him, but I think it is. He's using the 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 rampage power bomb where he picks him up out of the arm bar as the old as the Sinkara does. I just think he's getting a little bit older, but he's still very versatile for his age. He's a little bit heavier too. That's that's why I think people were speculating. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably why he's wearing the bodysuit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Dolph Ziggler's new gear. Not all black, but Ziggler wins. Another great crowd. Jeff, got to give Ziggler these wins. Mm-hmm. So they're fine. building. They're building him up to lose. They're building him up to lose. This is a perfectly fine mid card. Uh, mid card build right here. I, I'm enjoying it, and I'm and I'm, I'm and I'm liking that they're keeping Nakamura off TV. I'm liking that they're just plugging his debut as something special. He had the one talking segment. We don't need him out there trying to talk and have 15-minute conversations. We're, we're playing to his strength. So let's continue that. Completely agree. Uh, Anna, thoughts? Well, just back on the whole talking segment with the randos standing around, I really like to believe that he paid those people yeah. to be there. I really hope. And I, I kind of wanted them by ringside, and that's just his – crowd that now follows him around but we all know that he's paying them to be his friend um, he has rosebuds yeah pretty much 
There was one point where Sinkara tried to get the ca- the crowd going with the lucha fingers, and it just reminded me of Will Ferrell at the start of Blades of Glory <laughs> in that suit, trying to get the crowd interacting, and no one gave a shit. They a couple people chanted, which is uh, a couple Eventually, people more. But the first time he did it, it was oh, dead yeah. silent. Well, per usual. I mean, it's been that but way. But he also did it so, like, half ass. It was just very Will Ferrell. Um, I hope that – I know that this is now Dolph's place and we all know where this is going, but I kind of wish that they would just change up the gimmick. It's the whole I deserve this, I'm being overlooked story again. But it's like, well, no, no that you don't, though, because you lose every single time. And I know that's his place, especially for this, but if I just wish that they – give us something more relevant that we could actually get behind as an audience in, on a, in a logical way, as opposed to you're just saying this because this is what this is. It's a little too inside baseball to, uh, to really help that. That's the thing is it's, it's an office politics gimmick. And I don't, I don't care for those at all, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I just assume you'd be a flaky show off who decides he's going to do spectacular moves to impress the crowd. And the crowd just kind of turns on him for being more of a flake than winning matches. But yeah, I mean, he's got this are. whole arrogance thing going and with the paid friends, like can't they just get behind that and leave behind the, I deserve this kind of crap. Cause we know you don't, you haven't won. Mm. Very true. United States Championship. Kevin Owens defeats Chris Jericho to become a United States Champion. Owens had his fingers taped up really like that. They have the type of Owens-Jericho match you'd expect, and it's good. I don't think I liked it as much as the crowd did, but, hey, I'd rather have an overexcited crowd than a dead crowd any day of the week. The only problem I had is, like, how many times can you do the, I can't believe he kicked out of my move that never pins anybody. Like, look. Before, you know, they're going to keep doing it. They wrote Chris Jericho off. He's got, like, the the soonest he would have been available maybe was the end of the month. So he's gone. Jeff, I want to know, when do you think we see Chris Jericho again? It is now May. I would expect July or possibly the build the SummerSlam. Anna, your prediction. I would have thought after SummerSlam. Hmm. I mean, they pulmonized his head. So I'd be true. fine with that. I just think they're going to be in a hurry to rush him back on TV as a personality for some reason. I, I, I don't have faith that they'll keep him off, but I hope they do because I thought this was a very effective beatdown to the mm-hmm. point where I think they actually busted his lip on the uh, – Yep on the chair spot against the corner. I was like, oh, poor guy. He's going to have to sing with that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, let, I me, mean, let me put this to you guys real quick because we, we, we kind of glossed over it, but I thought someone brought up a point that I, I gave a second thought to, and I'm not sure if I'm right on this actually being a good point. Uh, when, when they paid off the Jericho and uh, Aiden English sketch, I had, I had a follower kind of make a comment that, that, uh, it was in bad taste given what had happened with all the bullying and JBL talking about Byron crying and Aiden crying. Did that come off to you at all in the segment or did you just view it as just character driven? A little bit. It's character driven, but I mean, I, yeah. I hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it, but Anna. 
I it did come to mind. There were a few things that happened tonight that did come to mind, like JBL saying that well, no one likes Sami Zayn anyway, which was um, a little obvious, too very obvious and blatant. Some of the stuff. Yeah, and like I mean, a couple of weeks ago he said like jealousy is is a hell of a thing and stuff. Like he's taken these shots repeatedly, and I'm like, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, dude, can you like you escaped? And because of what happened with Mauro Ronaldo, and because many assume that Mauro accepted the settlement, you know, a lot of people I saw people saying, well, what happened to people caring about the bullying? Well. I stopped caring caring as much about Mauro Ronaldo being bullied because if he took a settlement, if that was enough for him to let it go, then I'm not going to feel bad for the guy anymore, especially for how much – I don't think that's fair. I, I do. I do because for how much he pushes mental health and stigma-free and everything that he does, for him to say – For him to say – hold on, hold on, hold on. For him to say, well, as long as you pay me, I'll shut the fuck up about it. I, I don't like that. I don't think you can judge. You don't know what state, what mental state he's in. The fact is this guy missed out on calling WrestleMania. This is his dream job. And he missed out on that. He missed out on all these shows. Some shit was going down. And we don't know what that was. And we don't know the, how serious his his situation is. So I don't think it's fair to turn around and say, you know, screw this guy for taking the money because we don't know the situation. We don't I know exactly screw the what guy happened. For taking the money. I said I don't necessarily care as much about his situation if that's what happened. If he said, well, I'll take this money and then I'll make an official statement saying JBL didn't have anything to do with me leaving. So it's not only, dis- not only dismissing the situation, it's saying the situation wasn't why I left. I get where you're coming from, but anything to do with mental health is a tricky situation, and it's not really something that, unless you're in it no, or run, know I, the situation. I, I, I NAMI well. fundraisers every year. I'm completely know, aware, but but I mean, like he took money to say JBL didn't do it allegedly, but he came out with a statement and said JBL didn't have anything to do with this. Like that's. I'm with you on that, but I don't think – I'm not going to go as far as saying what you said, but that's just the difference. I didn't say screw him. I said I don't care about that particular situation as much anymore. Do I care about all the other stuff, the the, the long history of JBL bullying people? Yeah, that's okay. shit. And one of those was the Justin Roberts thing where he said nobody liked Justin Roberts anyway. Then he came out on this show and said nobody likes Sami Zayn anyway. And a lot of you can say – oh, well, that's just a coincidence and say, oh, you're being too sensitive about that. It's very obvious when he does it. He's not smooth about it at all. He's not. Uh, Jeff, where do you stand on all this? I think both sides have good points, and I tend to not take one side or the other because I don't know anything. So it's really one of those things where it, it's really one of those things where Sean, I started with, with your side and then I thought about it for a few moments and I heard other people argue Anna's side. And I go, that's a good point too. And I just kind of went right down the middle. And I said, I think both sides have a point here. I don't think the, either side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, no matter what happened with Maru, the issue still stands that this guy has not had any repercussions for what he's done. In fact, he probably got a exactly. raise with the whole talking smack thing, and that's absolute bullshit. 
Oddly I enough, completely agree. Oddly enough, my co-host on on kill Jake, that kill that echo wherever it's coming from. I'm keep I'm getting an echo. My my Go co-host ahead, on Sha- my co-host on Shake Them Ropes, Rob, uh, speculate that it's a possibly a punishment forcing him to do talking smack <laughs> because he has to stay late as opposed to heading out towards the airport immediately or getting to leave the building. He has to stay around for another hour, hour and a half to do another show. Don't punish the rest of us then. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, th- I think, I think JBL is the absolute wrong kind of sense of humor for talking smack <laughs> because while, while, while Daniel Bryan was kind of a cheeky kind of just kind of poking you with a stick type of uh type of sense of humor jbl is really kind of throwing up roadblocks to you oh that's stupid that's terrible that's you know it's that it's in improv parlance it's basically saying no in a scene and forcing someone to come up with another idea the kind of guy you'd want to punch out in a bar funny that but yeah my my opinion basically ends with if you put a price tag on your on your pain that that's you know, I mean, car wrecks, things like that. But when you go to the trouble, like when you file like a civil suit, when somebody like T-bones you and they're, they're blitz out of their mind, you don't go and say after they, they, they pay you, you don't say, well, they weren't the reason that I'm here. Morrow did that. He said, JBL didn't have anything to do with my exit. That's but look, Unfortunate. At who, look at who he's facing. Look at the empire. And it's not something as simple as physically, I was actually hit by this car. The, the guy called the guy called a boxing said. match in front of 90,000 this weekend. The empire that he's facing, he's a top name in MMA announcing, kickboxing announcing, yeah, boxing announcing. legal issues now. And it's it's it doesn't just become an in-house thing. He wasn't in It's a danger. big fight. He was in it, no danger. No, I mean, they're, they're maybe still paying mentally. him. They're still paying him. And, I mean, nothing prevented him from talking about his WWE career prior to that if he signed a standard contract. Now, he doesn't – his contract might not be standard because he was allowed to do inside MMA and do all these other outside things. So maybe we'll find out, but maybe we won't because if he signed a gag order, which – They've had other people sign before. We reported on Fightful last year. They had Cody Rhodes initially sign one, and he couldn't – there's a lot he couldn't say and a lot he couldn't do initially. SmackDown, Anna, your overall thoughts. We didn't mention Renee Young being put on the list, but she is also on <laughs> the list. Via proxy, yeah. Um, what did you, you think of the show overall? I thought it was a good show. Um yeah, up, ups and downs. I mean, it, any kind of ups and downs that there were, it was just because of ongoing storylines and stuff that we've been saying now for, well, since Ginger came into the picture, really. it's They're still dealing with that and they're still trying to figure it out. And But it was enjoyable. And Breezango, once again, saved the world. So I can't complain about that. I am so excited to see what they're going to do with them over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Jeff. I liked it. I think... The problem is we might be comparing to Raw, which is making making far broader strokes in terms of their build for things. And these are very incremental steps for certain players. They still have their big program with AJ and Kevin, and that's going to be the dominant one. But they're taking baby steps with the tag team. They're taking baby steps with gender. We didn't even see Randy tonight. But um, their roster so, is also pure. Is that the right one? Hmm? 
the roster was also they've had to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, so, and and this is part of it, but yeah, and, but I think the women's division is is coming up strong too, which is helping, uh, which is helping the parts that they're rebuilding. So I'm I'm fine. I was fine with the show. I was entertained, and 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 especially that that fashion police thing is is an all timer <laughs> to me, and it has potential to be even better. I rather enjoyed the show. I thought they, they accomplished quite a bit. They got they got a little bit done. And, and the crowd was a big part of this show, in my opinion. Like th- This crowd was phenomenal. When you got Becky Lynch, who hasn't been getting maybe the type of reaction that – definitely that she would want, but that WWE would want, and they're out there chanting, we want Becky. They know what's up. They know she's going to come out. I was rather fond of that. Anna, what can people see on this week's – most ridiculous. Are you trying to do an Australian accent? No. Hell no. You know I can do a better Australian <laughs> accent than that. Oh, I have Guardians of the Galaxy this week. It was great. Hugged up on that Drax poster. I sure did. <laughs> I love, hate it. I love, hate it so much. Um, this week's most ridiculous is I cast the Vince McMahon biopic. Um, there's a love dedication to Brizango, which is a world first because it's a second love dedication to one one group. Um, yeah, just a bunch of that fun stuff, pretty much. Ian McKellen. I love that she Americanizes friend. she she Americanized Brizango. <laughs> Brizango. <laughs> I slip sometimes. I've noticed that yours isn't as pronounced. Is that because you spent time in America? Um, probably. I was brought, like... brought up with American TV and my mom has somewhat of an English accent. Um, I also just kind of, no offense if people do speak like that. I just kind of cringe sometimes. Hey, I mean, I still have a Southern accent, but it used to be real bad. Like I talk slow now and it used to be even worse. So, I mean, it sometimes you got to change it up, but I, I want to see I, you. I find, the t- I find the term mum adorable. I do. Great. Mom, I want to. No, I no, no, see you. no, no! Don't change it! Don't you dare change it, Anna! <laughs> I want to see you go full, full bore with it eventually. I have, but it's going to have to be. I did it in front of my friend's mom, but had to preface it with. There's just a lot of um, swearing, like over the top. Bit. She did for a bit on here once or twice. I, I remember doing it, and, and I. Told her never it gets to do it a lot again, worse. It freaked me out. It gets oh, it's a lot actually worse. quite good. It's just still, it's like, ah, that's not the person I know. Somebody says I'm drunk on that Foster's beer. <laughs> oh, played. drunk and probably got alcohol poisoning out as well because it's terrible. How's I the rest of the week look? Boomerang. For, oh, yeah. How's the rest of the week look for Jeffrey Hawkins? Are y'all doing shake them ropes this week? I saw that. It may be I'm doing it right after the show. No, I'm okay. doing it right after the show. Uh, Rob had a, a family emergency, so we didn't we didn't get to do a payback after show. So we're gonna go off, out over that with uh, Celia Bloom, who was there live, and uh, oh, we're gonna great. go over. Um, I watched for the first time. I had never seen wrestling with shadows, so I watched Ooh. that documentary and the Owen Hart uh, extra. Yeah, I watched that, and um, it that was, it was educational. Mm. Um. There, there, there were some things I forgot about, like especially like the, the the one moment on the Owen documentary, where they're having the the press conference, and he's get and Vince is getting questioned. He goes, "It was an accident." It was, and the lady goes, "Well, why wasn't there a second harness?" 
and 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 Vince just loses it. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you're an expert on 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 these types of rigs now. You're. I said I was I sorry. Like I said it was an accident. Yeah, I don't like your tone. Don't make this about you." And he just started to lose it. And you're just like, "My God, this guy's a madman." <laughs> I got a guy. Dice Morgan really asking me to approach this Netflix question. No, WWE will not put SmackDown or Raw on Netflix. They have their own network. There's not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Celia Bloom, big fan of hers. Say hi to my sister for me. Yeah. Also, uh, definitely, uh, whatever Rob's going through or went through this weekend, hope everything's better. I think it is. I don't have an official word, but if we're doing a show tonight, it's probably better. Now, I want everybody in this chat to give Jeff a bunch of shit for never watching Wrestling with Shadows because I had some angry people over the fact that I had never watched Star Wars before. And I mean angry. (laughs) (laughs) Including a comment that said, and I quote, you opinionated wrongfully (laughs) by not watching this movie. And I was like, Ah, this, this is so weird. There must be something in the water because I have a Twitter follower I talk to a lot who's just watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time today. So it's like, what, what kind of closets were you all raised in? It was just never my thing. Like, I, I guess I was never a big sci-fi guy. I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet either, and I, I want okay. to because I'm a big TV guy. I like to invest in well, something, now, but now, I don't like to well, invest three to- hours at a time. Now you have to watch it to get all the references that Vince is going to hamstring into his product because apparently he really likes it. Yeah. Oh, probably. Probably. But uh, eventually I'll I'll check out Game of Thrones. But I'm not big on period pieces or fantasy okay. stuff. But th- that being said, I like Walking Dead, so I'm a zombie fan. But Fargo's my shit these days, you guys. You like the zombies. I noticed that. No, I, I'm not a big sci-fi guy either. And I, I loved the first two seasons of Fargo, but I'm waiting to binge watch number three. In. I gotta say, Jeff, I, and I don't want to give any spoilers to anybody who has watched Fargo, but <laughs> the end of season two kind of pissed me off. I was like, "Really? Ooh, I don't, I don't like that." The, you know, the the big oh, the the character the, reveal, the tie in, kind of the the hotel okay. thing and what happened. Okay. But there's something in season three that not only made me happy, but completely rectified that whole thing, and because it tied them together. I was like, okay, I'm completely good with it to the point where I want to watch season two over again. Also, uh, I don't know if there's any show better at writing women characters than Fargo. They have been fantastic at that. Like, you don't get a lot of the stereotypes and a lot of the bullshit in that show that you do in some of the other shows. But uh, yeah, I would highly suggest Fargo to everybody. Other than good, Alexa good Bliss, stuff. who's a well-written character right now. <laughs> yeah. She is a very well-written character. <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Y'all got any, like, kangaroo-fighting reality shows out there that, that are hot on the streets? I told you, we do not fight our transportation. What is wrong with you? We, we have demolition up. derbies out here. Why can't you hop on the back of a roo and... Because we are more respectful. Thank you very much. Because that's for koalas to do. You know that. Exactly. They are much more vicious. Get mm-hmm. your facts right. Yeah. Koala chicken fighting on so the backs racist. of roots. Swinging eucalyptus trees. Oh, no, backs of ostrich. 
Well, guys, Fightful.com is qualified to bring you all the best (laughs) in wrestling and MMA news, podcasting, videos, photos, answer reviews. Shut up, guys. (laughs) And, of course, (laughs) videos like Anna Bowert's. We hope that you subscribe. We hope you thumbs up. We hope you like. Uh, Until next time, guys, Big Bang Theory is absolute trash, and we are Mm -hmm. out.